0: Three, two, one. Happy Sunday morning. It is week nine and I am here with your week nine preview on the fantasy football happy hour podcast. Uh, Hope you guys are off to a good start and hope you got those lineups set early because we have a return to international play this week. The first Germany game is actually ongoing right now. The chiefs are leading seven to nothing over the dolphins uh, just about five minutes into the first quarter. So that is one of the games uh, happening today, but Uh, We will start with a little bit of talk about Thursday night. This week on the Thursday night game, we got the Tennessee Titans at the Pittsburgh Steelers. We got the second start for rookie Will Levis. He came in in week eight and had a heck of a debut, tossing four touchdowns as the Titans were able to beat the Falcons. They did not have as much luck on Thursday night. It was a short week. The Steelers were able to hold serve at home, getting the 20 to 16 victory. Steelers are now five and three on the season, squarely in the playoff race. That AFC North race is going to be a heck of a battle. The Ravens come into this week six and two. Uh, The Bengals are four and three. The Browns are four and three. That is a division where everyone is over 500. You could see a lot of them making a case for trying to make it into the playoffs. This is going to be fun to watch as we go down the stretch. This is kind of the halfway point in the season. So I'm really excited to see uh, where we're going to go after this week. Um, Steelers, you know, that offense still not incredible. They did a better job running. Najee Harris got a rushing touchdown, which is really nice if you had to play him for fantasy four teams out on a buy this week, all of them have fantasy rich options. So, um, he probably one of those points. It wasn't the most exciting game. I still kind of like Will Levis. He had some nice throws. Didn't have any touchdowns. One interception. I think this Titans offense is going to be a little bit of a growing, uh, you know, a growing process. But it has made DeAndre Hopkins a little more fantasy relevant before will levis got in there he was wide receiver 51 only averaging 6.3 points per game he had three huge touchdown receptions in week eight four passes for 60 yards on thursday night but did get targeted 11 times um you know i think better things are to come well that's a look at thursday night now let's look at some of the games we have coming up this week First up, uh, you know, I mentioned the Germany game is ongoing. That would have been one of the games I would have uh, highlighted. It's an exceptional matchup. Uh, the top two seats currently in the AFC doing battle but in the early window games we have another intriguing battle the 5 and 2 Seahawks at the 6 and 2 Baltimore Ravens did you know that the Seattle Seahawks are now technically at first in the NFC West they have a half game lead over the now 5 and 3 San Francisco 49ers they are fighting to make the playoffs they have been uh, quietly putting together a good stretch the Ravens meanwhile 6 and 2 i mentioned that division is incredibly tough everybody over 500 but they are the leaders in the clubhouse they are one of four AFC teams That are six and two, kind of up there at the top. Both these teams will want to get a win. I think this could be a fierce and intriguing game. Maybe not the most uh, high flying, high scoring. But, you know, we saw Gus Edwards come to life for the Ravens last week, rushing for three touchdowns. We've seen Jackson Smith and Jigba coming into life a little bit lately for the Seahawks, the rookie wide receiver. So there are some pieces coming into play. I think this could be a fun one. In the afternoon slate of windows, it doesn't get better than Cowboys-Eagles, especially when both teams are fighting for playoff spots. Cowboys are 5-2. and two. But they did not look great when they went up against the 49ers, which were one of the tough teams that have appeared on their schedule. They got waxed 42-10. to They will want a better showing here. The Eagles, 7-1, and have the best record in the NFL, are again cruising toward the top of the NFC. This is a fun one. Dak, Jalen Hurts, I expect some fireworks. Sunday Night Football will not disappoint either the 5-3 Buffalo Bills at the 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals. Both these teams were top contenders in 2022. This was obviously a crucial regular season game last year that got uh, wiped out after DeMar Hamlin's gruesome injury. He is not really expected to play in this one, but I'm sure there are going to be plenty of emotions as they go back to Cincinnati. Uh, these two teams clashed in the playoffs, too, in a game that was a little lopsided. Both these teams really need a victory uh, to keep going in the AFC playoffs off picture especially since so many teams have done so well i feel like there's going to be a lot of intensity in this one finally the monday night football game this week The three and four Los Angeles Chargers at the surprisingly four and three New York Jets. Reports started circulating this week that the Jets actually think Aaron Rodgers will be back this season, especially if they can make it to the playoffs. And at four and three, that's not quite as big a joke as it might have seemed earlier in the season. The Chargers, meanwhile, same old Chargers, they just struggle with consistency. They're three and four, they've gotten a couple of wins. They're on the road in New York. I think this could be a fascinating matchup. The Chargers really want to get back to 500 and try to make a run. As I mentioned, the AFC is getting pretty loaded up there with a lot of teams competing. The Jets, meanwhile, need to keep stockpiling those wins to quietly stay in the competition in the AFC East. They're not that far away from the Dolphins, especially depending on what happens here in Germany. I think both teams have a lot on the line. That should be an engaging matchup, too. Can Kellen Moore and that offense really make a run against that stout defense for the new york jets so that is a look at the games of the week next we will dive into my sit starts After a grim week in week seven, my week eight record for sit starts was a heck of a lot better. Uh, In starts, I went three and one. Uh, My one miss was CJ Stroud. Just did not have a good week last week. I also went three and one on my sits. My one uh, miss was DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I mentioned how uh, much he was struggling before Will Levis got in there, but Will Levis really helped him uh, wake up. He finished as wide receiver two last week, so I missed that one by a wide mark now let's look at the guys that i am recommending to sit and start this week and we'll start at the quarterback position you know what the quarterback position has taken a huge hit we have four teams on the bye, uh that includes the the broncos the jaguars are out this week Uh, a couple of really big fantasy football uh option teams are missing the lions uh you know, quarterbacks, you might be considering playing between and the 49ers or the other team that's out. I'm sorry, let me finish my thought. Uh, But we also have a huge spate of injuries. And so that means there is not an incredible amount of depth. Um, So I'm looking at Derek Carr, you know, between the four teams on the bye and all these injuries, the landscape, is not that great, but Carr, he's had some moments of struggle, but uh, the Saints are heating up at the right time. They're 4-4. Four and four. They're home against the Bears this week, and in his last four games, Carr's had at least 15 points. He's also had two games with 18 or more points. I actually think he's a top-12 option in this landscape, so I'm starting him. My sit at quarterback is Daniel Jones. He's been out for a few weeks. He has a somewhat decent matchup. You know
1: how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator.
0: The Raiders, who fired their coach, benched Jimmy Garoppolo and are turning it over to Aiden O'Connell. He might be tempted to fire him up. You know, I get it, but it hasn't been a great game for him. And, in fact, prior to last week when Tyrod Taylor got hurt and ended up going to the hospital and ending up on IR, the talk was that they wouldn't try to bring Jones back until Week 10. Jones is a better option than Tommy DeVito. He also doesn't have Darren Waller, who's now on IR Do I think he could finish as a top 12 option? Maybe it's possible, but I'm not banking on it. He is a sit for me at the running back position. My start this week is Josh Jacobs. As I mentioned, the Raiders moved on from their coach. Uh, We mentioned that Jacobs, you know, he started a little bit slow and he hasn't looked as dominant as he did in 2022, but he has been getting more opportunities quietly up to running back nine on the season. You know, they moved on from McDaniels. They benched Garoppolo. Aiden O'Connell's in the game. They'll want to lean on that running game at home. Jacobs is incredibly talented. The New York Giants defense is okay, but not exceptional. I am firing up Josh Jacobs. On the flip side, I'm sitting Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is a talented back. I really liked him preseason, and I thought this signing with Carolina – was a great spot for him. But last week, coming off a bye and off the injury report, he got two carries for zero yards. Chuber Hubbard wasn't incredible, but he's kind of taken over as the lead back. And for that reason, I'm leaving Sanders on my bench. But as we move to wide receivers, it's not all grim in Carolina. Uh, You know, I may not want Miles Sanders in my lineup, but I definitely want Adam Thielen. There hasn't been a lot that's been fun to watch about the Cardinals, but one of those exceptions is Adam Thielen, who is having a monster year. He's wide receiver eight on the season, has been a huge bright spot. He's also been a hero for us fantasy players. He was a very late-round selection, but he's become a reliable starter. On my sits, I am not putting Tyler Lockett in my lineup. I mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigba has been taking a step forward and heating up a little bit in the last few weeks. Lockett's still got a lot left in the tank, but it is a kind of three-receiver horse race there. Plus, they run a lot. They're facing the Ravens. He's still a flex option for me, but I don't see him being a top 24 receiver this week. Uh, Moving on to tight end, I know Clayton Toon is the uh, starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, but you know what? I'm bullish on Trey McBride. He had been stepping up his activity week by week, and he broke out huge in week eight with Zach Ertz back on IR. He got 10 passes for 95 yards and a touchdown. I know Josh Dobbs is gone. But I think that McBride has worked himself into a big role in the offense, and Arizona is going to need to pass to try to stay up with the Cleveland Browns. They're on the road this week. I think McBride is well worth throwing in at a tight end position that can sometimes be a gamble. My city tight end, I'm going back to the Raiders, and that is Michael Mayer. I like him and his potential But I think Aiden O'Connell is going to try to get Devontae Adams going, going to be looking at Jacoby Myers. They're also going to probably lean on the run game with Josh Jacobs. I don't think that leaves enough consistency and enough volume for Michael Mayer. So I do not have him in my lineup this week. So that is a look at my sit starts for the week. Now we'll move on uh, and do uh, what's become a new fun segment, which is my picks against the spread. Last week, uh, I actually did pretty well uh, to start the week. I went uh, nine and six. Um, I did not start off well. This week, I have the Titans plus three and a half. I thought it would be a field goal game. I ended up half a point shy. So I'm sitting at 64 and 59 on the season. So let's move through. Uh, First game, Kansas City minus two and a half. I took them and uh, the minus two and a half. They're currently leading seven nothings. So... Not feeling too bad about that. Next up, we have the Minnesota Vikings at the Atlanta Falcons. Both teams playing a new quarterback. The Falcons are minus 4.5. I took the Vikings plus 4.5. I like the points there. Next, we have the Cardinals going to play the Cleveland Browns. Sean Watson's supposed to be back. I don't really know what to expect from him. The Browns haven't been lighting it up on offense. Their defense has been pretty good, though. Still, 8.5 point spread. I took the Cardinals plus 8.5. It felt like too many points. Points. Next up, the Rams at the Green Bay Packers. I took the Rams plus two and a half, and I'm honestly taking the Rams for the outright victory. I'm a little more nervous if Matthew Stafford can't play, but I don't like what I'm seeing from Green Bay and their energy. Uh, Next up, we have the Washington Commanders at the New England Patriots. The point spread is three and a half. I'm taking the Commanders plus three and a half, but I do think New England will win the game. I just think we're looking at a field goal or less. Uh, Next up, we have the Chicago Bears at the New Orleans Saints. I took the Saints minus seven and a half. Uh, This is the best defense that Tyson Bajant has faced. And I think the Saints are going to get a comfortable win at home, move to five and four. And they might be looking frisky as a potential playoff team in that rough NFC South. Uh, Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Well, I'm taking the Ravens as the outright winner. I took Seahawks plus five and a half. I think this is going to be a close and competitive game. Next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Houston Texans. I took the Texans minus two and a half. I think they'll get back on track at home and get back to 500. We have the Indianapolis Colts at the Carolina Panthers. I took the Colts minus two and a half. I think they're the more talented team with more talented offense and defense. Most interesting of the afternoon matchups is probably the New York Giants at the Las Vegas Raiders. Both teams are reeling a little bit. I took the Giants plus two and a half. I took them as the straight up victors here too. Uh, I don't know what to expect from the Raiders. Maybe they get a big punt from moving on from Josh McDaniels, but I still, part of me, can't give up on the Giants were playoff team last year, and I think they have more in the tank than what they've showed. Marquee matchup of the afternoon, Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. I took the Cowboys plus three and a half. I think the Eagles will probably get the straight-up victory, but I think field goal or less. Sunday night football, Buffalo at Cincinnati. I took Buffalo plus two and a half. They were my pick for straight-up winners. We'll see. Buffalo, I wish I knew how to quit you. And the Monday night football game, is the uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the New York Jets. I took the Jets plus three and a half. I think the Jets are going to get the win at home. Uh, You know, the Chargers have just been a little too uneven for me. So that is a look at my picks this week against the spread. You get a sense of where I'm leaning. We'll see how it all pans out. Before I get out of here, I am going to wrap up with the movie corner. (music) Uh, The first week in November bought a a big slate of new releases that includes a a few theatrical releases uh, headlined by Priscilla, which is likely to be an Oscar contender, and a lot of streaming releases. Fascinating documentary on Sylvester Stallone that's on night uh that's on netflix uh we also got the biopic on swimmer diana nyad called nyad that's also on netflix i thought both those were well worth checking out i really enjoyed the film quiz ladies uh, with sandra oh and aquafina that debuted on hulu as well um you know, Eric and I are going to be looking at the film Priscilla tonight as we start diving into the films that are going to be competing in this Oscar season. So that'll be something to check out. We'll be on at seven o'clock Eastern. But I hope you guys enjoy Week Nine of the NFL season, and we will see you uh, next week. Good luck out there.
2: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.